Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back. We are here, and we have an exciting show planned for you today. We also have a special guest that we're going to be interviewing shortly, and uh, you can join us anytime. Yes, we are your hosts, Doug and Jackie Christie, here on Blog Talk Radio. You can join us anytime by calling in 347-215-8305, or you can also join our chat room throughout our entire show And today we will be discussing the music industry, and we will talk about some pros and cons. And to start off, I will start with some pros, baby. And first and foremost, I would have to say that one of the biggest pros is as an artist, you can express yourself and you can inspire others. Oh, most definitely. And when you inspire in others, you can inspire them through your music. You can inspire them with the songs you write. We know some fabulous songwriters that we'll talk about later in the show, but definitely um, music is an inspiration in itself. No question. I think that music is the uh, the sound of the soul, the sound of love. And watching an artist from your Michael Jacksons to your Princes to some of the greatest singers that have ever graced the airwaves, your Luther Vandrosses, and it's just a beautiful thing to see. You know, sometimes music can be pain from the standpoint that things that you go through in your life you talk about in your music, and that is truly also what inspires people because they relate to it. What's going on in their life might be what's going on in that song. And a lot of times, I know, baby, like you say, with Mary J. Bly, she puts a lot of the things that have went on in her life in her music, right? Oh, most definitely. And she's known from that, honey. From back when she first, well, when you introduced me to who she was, was when she was doing 411. What's the 411? You That's already right. know. She had all of Seattle blasting her music. You couldn't go to the hair salon. You couldn't go to the restaurant. Anywhere you went. You heard Mary J. Block. No question. I would have to say that that is true inspiration. But also, uh, another pro would have to be the excitement and the glamorousness of the whole music industry performing and all of that stuff. Oh, most definitely. And, you know, us having a record label, our artists, you see, the art, you see the look on their face when they're going out to perform, you know, the excitement behind that and the fact that they get to go out and do their craft in front of an audience of a lot of people. It is crazy. I will have to say that the first time we watched our daughter perform, we were so excited. I don't even know if she could have been more excited than we were. And then the glamorousness is, you know, the lights and the the cameras flashing. You got the red carpet, and, you know, you get up there on stage and you deliver a performance. I mean, that is exciting and glamorous, and it it is something that I enjoy watching because I love music, and at the same time, you want to see the performers perform. And if it's good music, that's even a bigger plus. Oh, most definitely. And then you got you got people like Beyonce and kind of, you know, her wearing her clothes and all of that kind of stuff. And the lines are just busy today. I want everybody to know again. You can call in and join us by calling three four seven two one five eighty three zero five or going into our chat room. Right now, all the lines are taken, so you may be put on hold, but you can definitely listen to the show. No question about it. Another pro, baby, would be, obviously, you can make a good living in the music industry. Mm-hmm. Almost definitely. And when you say that, you're talking about, like, you you know, a regular 9-to-5 job, you you know, you can make anywhere from minimum wage to $20, $30 on average. Well, with the music business, if you put out a good song and you touch people's hearts, the sky's the limit. And then you can therefore do more with charity work and different things. So you can definitely make a hefty living. No, no question. And now that the music business has went from your traditional to a, a little bit more digital, you got digital downloads and things like that. So sometimes guys or gals are making a song and the hook is very catchy and now you're putting it on the ringtones and you're putting it on things like that and people are selling in upwards of 10 million, couple million ringtones and that is a, a crazy amount of money just, just for a ringtone but it's a way to make a good living in the music business. Oh, most definitely. And, you know, another uh, pro we would have, honey, is that you can meet other great artists and music icons and, 
you know, just the music business in itself, but to meet someone like Aretha Franklin or somebody like Prince, I mean, that's got to be just phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, when you look at it and you're able to be an artist in the music industry and then you can go to various concerts and different things, maybe you're open and act for somebody or you go on the road with them, and it might be like my wife said in Aretha Franklin or somebody that as you were growing up, you looked to, they inspired you, and now all of a sudden you're able to meet with them, you're able to talk with them, and talk with them on the level of music is just a tremendous thing. And also another pro would be the great travel that you have. I mean, groups are groups and individuals are touring Europe, they're touring Africa, South America. They're they're all over the place. So you get to see the world at the same time in a lot of different ways that, you know, everybody can't do because not only do you get to go to a place like that, but you get to go to a place like that then you get to experience something fantastic like a concert. Yes, and you know, I didn't realize, honey, how big it is in Europe and different places until I kept reading up on the different artists and realized that it's as big there as it is in America. And, and a lot of the times, baby, it is bigger over there because they're supporting the music and they just love the music. You know, hip-hop, R&B, mm-hmm. all these things. Mm-hmm. You're going to Germany, you're going to uh, different places in Africa, Italy, all these different places, and they are just loving the artists. And that's... It, it's another way also for the artist to make a good living by touring and traveling. But you you bring all that together, and there are a lot of pros into going into the music business. Well, most definitely. And I'd hate to, like, put a little water on this beautiful picnic we're having, but there is also some cons, you guys. And some of the cons are you do have to sacrifice a lot of time is involved in doing music, writing music, creating music, going into the studio and recording music. It is a big, huge sacrifice of free time. I would agree with you 100%, but it's with anything that you want to do, and especially if you want to dedicate yourself to it, if you want to be the best at it, and you really want to give it all that you got, you're going to have to dedicate your time. You're going to have to sacrifice a lot. So this goes without saying that in, in any profession that you are really trying, especially, you know, athletics, uh, music, movies, all these different things, you really have to sacrifice your time to become the best that you want to be. So that that's one con, but at the same time, it's, it's a good con, I'll say that. I would have to say the same thing, honey. And then you also got it's hard work involved. It's a ton of hard work, and we've seen that just by our artists and what they go out and do and seeing the type of effort they have to put into it, the fact that there's so much involved. You can't just go and sing a melody or sing a line, especially with the artist that we're going to introduce a little later in the show, which is Bobby Tinsley. He's an expert at what he does, and you'll see the different things that he can do that the average person can't do. So an artist coming in, trying to go in the studio with someone such as Bobby, that's that's really difficult. Yeah, I mean, the hard work, obviously, that, that Bobby has put in, we, we watch our other artists at the same time, and you have to go into the studio, and you have to be there. you got to concentrate. And then at mm. the same time, you get to watch them go to dance rehearsals and different things <laughs> that they have to get up on stage and deliver this, and it's hours on end of going over the same lines, singing, and then go over the same moves as far as dancing. So it is definitely hard work, but it, it is something that I will say is worth it because watching our artists like Bobby and Shani and Small Change, watching them develop, is de- it's a beautiful thing. Oh, most definitely. And then we another con that we have would be it's difficult to get signed, and that would be to a major label or to an independent, wouldn't you say Yeah, I think that the, the waters and the atmosphere around the whole music industry now has changed with the fact that the, the Internet and digital has taken over so much that the record companies aren't willing really to take an artist and develop them and turn them into something. They're looking more for those quick hitters and that is, it's a big con against the the uh, artists themselves because they can't go out there and get those same record deals and those things that are that were status quo years ago. Now it's more difficult for them to get signed. It's still out there. It's still happening because we have have signed our artists, but it's definitely a hard thing to do. I would I would have to agree with that 100%. And then it can also get very expensive if you don't have help. And if you don't have knowledge, and we don't pretend to know everything, so we're still learning too, everybody, but it is really something that if you do not have help and the right kind of guidance, 
you, you it can get very expensive. Yeah, this is probably the biggest con and a stickler that you really you need help. You need lawyers behind you, uh, Khalid. If you're out there listening, we definitely thank you for all your help. By oh, the way, thank you, Khalid. <laughs> you need people in your corner that are going to help you out and are going to guide you in the right way because this industry is a tough one. You got to make sure that all your T's are crossed and your I's are dotted because if you don't, those are the different ways in this industry that you can really get taken. And, and learning it as we go at the same time is a good thing because there's no better way than to learn right on the job. You can go and do all the schooling that you want, but you've got to get in the trenches and learn. Oh, most definitely. And then we'll go on into another con with critics. And the critics, no matter what you do, how good you are, there's always going to be some people that may not like your sound or may not just like you as a person. Whatever may be the issue or problem, they're going to say negative things. So anytime you go into showbiz period and, you know, music and singing and all that is a part of showbiz, you're going to run into the critics. So that's one of the other cons with going out there and singing and getting in front of an audience. But like my husband said, there's no better way to to learn it but to do it. And so those were some of the pros and cons with getting into the business. And um, we would like to introduce someone to you. Um, he is a fabulous artist. He is an artist that we just happen to be lucky enough to sign. And um, I'd like to start. His name is Bobby Tinsley. You'll be talking to him just shortly. I'd like to start um, with letting Doug tell you a little bit about him, and then I'll read his bio. No question. Bobby is a fantastic singer, and the first time that I, I will tell you a little story about Bobby, the first time we met Bobby, he came to our home, and he had this guitar case with him, and he sits down on the fireplace mantle, and we start talking, and all of a sudden, he starts strumming this guitar, and I knew he was serious because he brought out a tuner, and he set it on his knee, and he starts <laughs> tuning his guitar right in front of us, so I'm saying, okay, well, he, he knows what he's doing. And then when his fingers got to moving and he opened his mouth, I just went, oh, my goodness. And it was amazing. And um, a little bit about Bobby. Bobby Tinsley is a singer, songwriter, producer whose music will touch you right in your heart. That's right in your heart, you guys. The smooth melodies and the catchy hooks will have listeners hitting the play button over and over again. Bobby has worked with B.B. Winans and Insomniacs in Chicago and Teen Sensation Shanny, which will be our daughter with Bless. The focus of his sophomore project is not just romance and love, but BJT, which is Bobby, Bobby, not sure his middle name, Tinsley, covers some serious issues like poor self-esteem and domestic violence, to just name a few. Be on the lookout for his new album titled What About Bob to be released this summer. To check out Bobby's music or for more information, go to www.myspace.com. Bobby Tinsley. Again, that's www.myspace.com forward slash Bobby Tinsley. B-O-B-B-Y-T-I-N-S-L-E-Y. Bobby Tinsley is joining us. How are you doing today, Bobby? What's up? Can you guys hear me? Oh, you know we can hear you loud and clear, man. Good to hear your voice. Good to hear y'all, too. It was crazy listening here and having been with you guys, spent so much time with you guys lately, and, and now I'm over the phone and hearing you guys, I'm like, okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, Bobby, to, to introduce you to our listeners is one thing, but then for them to hear you talk is going to be something else. I, I just want to kind of start out with saying, how long have you been singing? Why don't you let our listeners know a little bit about that? My goodness. Well, I mean, I've been singing my whole life. I, I've been very blessed to grow up in a family that really encouraged just my musical, just pushing my musical abilities and stuff. So, I mean, ever since I was young, my mom, whether it was you know, church choir or whether it was, you know, different uh, different singing functions and stuff, because and, I was homeschooled. I grew up homeschooled. So, you know, I okay. had plenty of time to sit around and hum all day long. <laughs> so uh, I, was always, I was always singing something in the house. And, you know, early on, my mom's friends would, were like the first people to really notice what I was doing because they're like, you know, your son is always singing, and she's like, yeah, Bobby's always singing, and it was kind of just like a novelty thing to my parents because you know it was something that I was always doing. But as you know, I got older, you know, they started paying attention to it, and they're like, man, you know, you really, you really can sing. <laughs> and, oh wow! Uh, you know, I just have kind of grown up just doing that, so it's it's definitely been a passion since a little kid. Fantastic. I mean, that's kind of the same thing with Shani. Is you don't, as a parent, you don't really pay attention because you take it for granted. But uh, I don't know how you could take your voice for granted, as the people are going to hear <laughs> shortly. But 
As far as your single, What About Bob, uh, tell the people a little bit about it, and also what inspires you to write this particular song? Well, what about, like, I write so much music. You know, one thing that people know about me is, like, I'm really just a songwriter at heart. Like, I, that's what I love to do. I'm really passionate about writing different types of songs, just sharing personal experiences my own with people. And what about Bob was a, was a crazy, I wasn't even trying to really write this song. I was actually in Nashville. I was living there for a year, and um, I was working on my, my next project, and I was actually working with a girl in the studio one night, and we were doing a single for her. And so, you know, she was over there. We were recording. We had been recording for like four hours and trying to wrap things up. She was flying out the next morning. And I'm sitting there on the keyboard trying to lay some keyboard parts for the song. And, you know, during this time, you know, I had been up and down just with with the whole music industry, kind of how you guys were talking a little bit, just all of the different, you know, areas of it are just very intriguing to a lot of people, but, you know, like you were saying, they don't really realize the hard work and the dedication and the time that it takes to really, you know, push yourself as an artist and to push your craft, and so I was going through that during that time, you know, I was living in Nashville, I was, you know, thousands of miles away from my family and from, you know, my friends and, you know, people that I care about, I was out there just for music, I had been fortunate to um, sign some preliminary contracts with a some really, really famous people and, you know, was really working on doing my thing, but at the same time, I kind of felt like I was um, kind of a, a back seat to what was going on, and, you know, as an artist, for all of you out there that are recording artists, you know, one of the toughest things can be, you know, when you feel like you have so much inside of you that you want to share and you can't get it out, or, you know, you can't just seem to make that connection to get it out or the door, you know, that you need to walk through to, to do what you want to do, so... Long story short, you know, I'm in the studio and I'm kind of feeling all these emotions and, and this song, this What About Bob, just kind of kind of pops out in my little lyric on the keyboard. And, and it was funny because when I wrote the little hook to it, I didn't even realize at the time, like, What About Bob is one of my favorite movies from back in the day. And I'm, like, having this epiphany when I'm writing it, like, my name is Bobby. Oh, my gosh, what about Bob? And it's, it was just really crazy. And, and the girl that was in the studio with me, she was like, you know, oh my gosh, that's so crazy, and let, let's write that song, so we took like, we took like 20 minutes aside, and, and we wrote that song in between what we were doing, and it was just a, it was a really cool song, it was, a, it was kind of how I was feeling at the time, was just, you know, the music industry, and the struggle of everything, and just, um, you know, as you'll hear the song, it talks about taking a vacation from your problems, and just sometimes you just want to, you want to get away, and the only way you feel like you can make sense of your life is if you just, you know, put everything on pause for a minute, and go and just make sense of all that. So that was what about Bob. That was kind of how it happened, and I've just been blessed to be able to, to get it done and to have people just really responding well to it has been really cool. So. That That yeah. is a fantastic <laughs> story. I, I will tell you that that is one of the reasons that people, are, I feel that people are going to love your music because that it, it's an inspiration, and you're you're telling a story, and at the same time you are expressing how you're feeling, and a lot of people are probably feeling that same way. Yeah, and that's everybody right. can identify with that. So, that's wow, that is awesome. Well, why don't we take this time, you guys, and play? Let's surprise our yeah. guests and let them hear. Let's go. Let's okay, do it. give me one second, and here we I'm 
situation That's the one you start right there you guys got a little bit of a hint so now you have to pick up the video and you have to also you know and you got to watch the video it's going to be on BET, BETJ you have to get the single when it comes out and we move right on into the next question Bobby and that is can you tell us a little bit about the video the video can you guys hear me yep everybody can hear you cool 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 the video was so amazing to do we actually we shot the video like three weeks ago out in Los Angeles, and the video is kind of based around the song, which is, you know, taking a vacation from my problems. So in the video, I'm starting off just kind of in my room and singing and just saying I need to get away, and the video kind of takes you on a journey from where I'm at there to, you know, a psychiatrist's office, and I'm, you know, singing about really needing to get away to finally I end up just getting a ride from a older gentleman and we go for a ride and we're just, you know, listening to the song and just kind of cutting it up at the side of the road and it ends up on the beach in Malibu and it's just, you know, I think there's going to be some really cool surprises that people wouldn't expect in an R&B video that'll be really just, will really get this song and that was the main thing, like, I just wanted to uh, just show people, like, my whole process of getting away and I think that will really help people to identify with the song, kind of where I was coming from when I wrote it, so... I'm so excited for people to see it. I can't wait for it to to air on BET and just all of the great doors and stuff that have been opening up for it. So it's going to be really cool. Yes, I agree with you. I'm lucky enough to to have seen the video and got a sneak peek of it. And I will tell all this. I got to tell it. I got to tell it to everybody out there. You're going to love the video Bobby delivers, and it is a fantastic video. And uh, we are very proud of it and you, Bobby. Thank you. And you'll definitely be seeing our artist, Bobby. You'll be seeing him, hearing him quite a bit in the future, so make sure you stay tuned for many, many more shows. We won't keep him. We know he's busy. And congratulations on your new signing, Bobby. And enjoy yourself and say hello to the Miss Katie for us. Oh, I will say hello to the Miss Katie, and thank you guys so much. You guys have an awesome show. And it's actually funny, side note, I'm actually on vacation right now, so I got to go. (laughs) (laughs) You guys be blessed, okay? Thank all right, you. thank Bye-bye. you, Bobby. All right, talk to y'all soon. Okay. That was fantastic, babe. I'm, I'm glad that Bobby got a chance to come on. Hope all the listeners enjoyed the music. Check him out again. That is BobbyTinsley.com. Uh, you can go there, B-O-B-B-Y-T-I-N-S-L-E-Y, Bobby Tinsley. That's right, and you can go to check him out on his MySpace if you want to know more. I'm sure you're going to want to, and we move right along on in back into our segment on music, and we're going to talk a little bit about some of the points. Yeah, we're going to talk about how I referenced it earlier, but the times are changing in the music business. It's not so much brick and mortar as it is digital now. Everything is going digital. I think we're seeing stores like Warehouse Records and a a lot of different stores that are closing their doors because there's so much music to be had on the Internet, downloads, MP3s, all these different things. I'm sure there's still going to be some change that stay around, but for the most part, Digital is where it's at, and digital has really came along and changed the music business. And right now, the music industry is a little bit in a quandary. They don't really know what the next move is going to be with all of this digital stuff. So being part of it now is really exciting. It's uh, it's a fun time at the same time because, like we said, our daughter, Bobby, Small Change, all of our artists, we get to watch them develop and watch them go along. Oh, most definitely. And then another point, baby, would be, Hello, are we here? The listeners out there, so many people joining us for call lines. It's all but busy, and um, you guys are live, so jump in anytime you want to, and we can conversate. And um, 
I will have to say also, baby, that I thought we had a listener jumping in with us, but uh, the interestingness of this business, I will have to say that not being involved in it and just being a fan for all the years that I've enjoyed music, now being involved in the music business, it's very interesting from, you know, just the aspect of putting out an album. This has been something that uh, for myself and my wife, uh, which is John Raw Fire Records, and going through every aspect of putting together an album and putting it out has been something to, to behold. Obviously, from the artwork to the credits, uh, recording the music is, is one thing, but then when you get ready to put it out there to the masses, you want to make sure that you got a good product, and it's just been an interesting time going along and meeting the people that we've met along the way. I, I mentioned earlier Khalid, that is uh, Bobby Tinsley's manager, uh, a great person, has helped us quite a bit and has done a great job with uh, with Bobby and the development of Bobby at the same time because when they when they came to us and we sat down, we were just saying these are some great people and uh, in, enjoy working with him immensely. But uh, also at the same time, you're going to meet on the other side, you're going to meet people that might be a little bit less desirable because understanding in the music business that a lot of that is smoke and mirrors and you don't really know what you're going to get. But that's the internet interestingness in it that uh, every day is going to bring something new and to go into the studio and record a record and then all of a sudden you hear it on the radio which we haven't done well we have done because our daughter has put out some commercials in Los Angeles on K-Day and some different radio stations that have been fantastic so to hear that music on the radio is just powerful Wouldn't you say, baby, that's a powerful thing? I would definitely have to say that. And we could talk music all through the whole show. If we, You know, it's just it, we live and breathe it, and it's interesting to be able to share with everyone else. we got some questions coming through. And, and you know, moving right along into the next segment. Well, we are going to move right into hot topics. And I will say this is one that is touching everybody's heart, not just ourselves, but we have 51,000 people dead in China due to an earthquake, and that is just a crazy thing that has happened. Uh, myself being in Los Angeles during the time of the last big earthquake at, at Northridge, it, that is a scary, scary thing, but for that many people to pass away is, uh, is really crazy. It most definitely, I, mean, I would have to say. And then, I mean, what about... Just where are all those people going to go? What are they going to do? 51,000 people at one time in China. Is there any help? I mean, what can we do, you know, here in the United States to help that? Well, obviously, I'm sure that you have the Red Cross and you have different people reaching out to try to help. But I'll say one thing. When there's an earthquake, you have power down. You don't have water in some areas. So it can be a really scary thing. And one of the biggest things about an earthquake that is really crazy is the fact that you have your aftershocks. And after the initial big bang, you start, you know, okay, okay, maybe everything's okay now. Then all of a sudden a little uh, tremor shakes you up and you just don't even know what to do. So uh, earthquakes can be really scary. But also we we have 30 big-time store chains that are closing down in America due to the economy. And, and that's amazing. You got stores like Sharper Image. You got stores like, you know, just stores you would never think. Foot Locker's closing a bunch of their stores, you know, Home Depot, and it's just from our poor economy. So we have to really get it together in that area. That's really a big hot topic. And then what about the 19-year-old that won the lottery? Woo! Oh, my goodness. 19 years old, about 60 million, was it, or 37 million? He won 37 million, you guys, and he said the first thing he's going to do is quit his construction job and buy his mom a new home. Oh, that's beautiful. Two things. He has a job, and he's taking care of his mother. That kid hopefully has a good head on his shoulders, and he'll keep one with that kind of money. You can kind of go crazy sometimes. Oh, you can definitely go crazy sometimes with that. And then there's one other one. I make quick. What about that? Lick Rick is a free man. Go Slick. It's your birthday. From a children's story to a teenage love, Slick Rick has rocked the airwaves of hip-hop, coming, uh, adding what I will call royalty 
into the hip-hop industry. Slick uh, got finally cleared on his deportation. They were trying to send him back to England, and now he is a free man and will be here in America. And Slick, if you're listening, we're going to be linking up with you pretty soon because uh, Shani got a surprise. Shani got a surprise. Uh, surprise. <laughs> I'm not going to tell the fans right now, but we're looking for you, Slick. As always, you know what that music means. We're going to have to welcome back the one, the only, it is always a pleasure, the Wizzle. How's it going, Wizzle? Everything is beautiful in the blue skies in the Pacific Northwest. There you go. I'm glad to hear that nice, clean air. And I would have to say, Wizzle, we're talking NBA basketball, and we are down to what I will call the Fantastic Four. This is not the Final Four. We'll have to call them the Fantastic Four. we got Boston, Detroit, San Antonio, and the Lakers. And if you would, cover them team by team. And let's start off with Boston and talk a little bit about the Celtic Green and what's going on with them. Well, first of all, uh, I do believe that the best four teams, and I think that it's unanimous and it has to be a unanimous decision with everyone, that the the best four teams are playing right now. Uh, now, the situation that Boston is facing uh, later on uh, this evening is they're, first of all, trying to get their first win on the road, which is a big monkey on their back. And another thing, you're trying to uh, trying to break down a, a team that seems to find a that the same uh, found a way to to beat you guys, uh, and that's with Ray Allen playing. So again, uh, Detroit's keys are obviously uh, you got your, your their big three playing, and if they're up and going, they they seem to be an unstoppable team. No question. I, I would say this about Boston: is Boston uh, they had a great regular season. You, you can't talk about their body of work. I mean that is fantastic. But the one point that you touched on, Wizzle, is they can't win on the road. And in the playoffs, this is a huge, huge thing. And I'm going to say it right now. I got Detroit winning in six, and we're going to be seeing the Boston Celtics next year because you can't let a team like Detroit come in on your home court and steal one out of the first two. It happened. And I'm not feeling Boston being able to be savvy enough right at this particular time. I think next year, if they can put together that same body of work, they march to the finals. Don't know if they'll win, though. Well, um, obviously, they got another. They got their work cut out for them. Um, uh, they do have to play the games. But, uh, again, you're talking about a team, the, the teams that have experience and and, and understand what, what going for it's all about. And uh, definitely uh, Detroit is one of those teams. No question. And, and speaking of Detroit, now we're talking about a savvy bunch of veterans. The one thing I will say about Detroit is it seems as though they get bored and all of a sudden they'll let a game or two slip by. And at this particular point, I think that they would have to learn from facing Cleveland last year and what LeBron James did to them that, that getting bored at this particular time of the season is not a wise thing. Well, it has seemed to have been a trend, but I guess there's got to be some downsides or some faults with a team that's showed their faces in the Eastern Conference Finals for the past six years. So uh, I'm sure it would be easier to become complacent and be bored with with your play and, and obviously with the competition. But uh, they're definitely one of those teams that are to be reckoned with, and uh, when they turn it on, they're as tough as it gets. Now, looking at the Eastern Conference, and you say that, Wizzle, that they've been there six straight years, you have to give credit to Joe D. Joe Dumars has put together a great bunch of, of talent. But do you give him that much credit, or is that the East has just been that weak? Well, I think it's a combination of both. I do think that uh, Detroit definitely plays a high brand of basketball in terms of executing uh, X and O's. And, and and Joe D gets a lot of credit for keeping the same company together. I mean, if you got a company that's been successful as far as design team and uh, and, and marketing and so forth, you keep those guys together for the, the, the results that you're getting. And obviously he's getting good results because he's got a good group of workers. Now, looking at Boston, the right out of that uh, bracket there in the East. Ooh, I got to go Detroit. 
Detroit. Okay, everybody, you heard it here. Uh, I, I say Detroit. The whistle says Detroit, and we will see. Moving to the Western Conference, we got San Antonio Spurs. Now, this is another savvy bunch that has put together uh, some championship runs that have been undeniable. But uh, we got Manu Ginobili not shooting the ball well. I guess he jammed his ankle. And then Tim Duncan. Tell me a little bit about San Antonio. Well, San Antonio is obviously having a little bit of problems right now, and they're basically in the same, the reverse role that Boston is in, being that they had a win that they let slip away, and that could be the one that comes back to haunt you. Not only is it a win on the books and the mark in the in the loss column for you, but what it does to the psyching of another team, and it was the first game, you could have really, really set the, the, the tone for the type of series you're going to have. And uh, yeah. I think the, the, the ceiling, uh, the Lakers have been playing on the ceiling, and I don't know how to, uh, how they can get them down. They've been out re- rebounding them, uh, making free throws. Uh, uh, you get it, getting the loose balls, and they just look like a healthier team. And it looks like they're a lot more hungry right now. So we'll see what happens when San Antonio gets home. You know, looking at that series, Wizzle, I think that the deciding factor, and it was a great move for the Los Angeles Lakers. Mitch Kupchak, we take our hat off to you for making the move to grab Paul Gasol. But I would say this about Paul Gasol is now all of a sudden Duncan isn't as dominant. Maybe Gasol does now score him, but he stays about 50-50. They keep it about even. And when you take Duncan out of that equation as being the dominant factor, and all of a sudden you have Kobe who's able to be the dominant factor, I look at the Lake Show as having the upper hand. Wow, and it, it really, really looks super one-sided because, again, uh, I think that everybody gets to witness just how skilled of a basketball player Paul Gasol is. He seems to he snaps right into a triangle motion type offense. Um, he, he can turn and face up and hit the little the little pat, the little jump shot right around the free throw area, and he can read well and he can put the ball on the floor once or twice and, and create for himself. So it seems like he's been doing it all for him and. Uh, again, he's been been uh, playing Tim to a standstill, and then you have obviously Kobe going nuts. And I, I don't know if somebody needs to tell Bruce Bowen that he needs to maybe pick it up a little bit more and and try to get under skin or something because if if it's going to go like this, it's going to be a sweep. You know, and that's a possibility. I, I got the Lakers in five, but you guys heard it here. If the whistle says a sweep, there could be a sweep. Now, l- looking at San Antonio, and, and we got to start talking about this because we would be remiss if we didn't, the fact that uh, they're an older team, and when I say older, you got Duncan, who is in double-digit years, and, and there's been a lot of mileage on uh, Ginobili and Parker because they've made a lot of championship runs. You're looking at 120-plus games a year. I mean, that is an incredible amount. Uh, is there a window of opportunity after this season pretty much closed? Do they revamp the team? What, what do you think happens? Well, I think that ultimately you get to, because every league in the, on the professional level level becomes a copycat league. So with that being said, if perhaps the Lakers were to move on and go beyond the Spurs, well, now you notice you got to Youthen up some. Uh, you got to get a young bench because obviously not only are the Lakers in their first team, but their second team is vastly superior to uh, the Spurs' second team. So right now, I mean, it really doesn't look too well. Well, you, you heard it. Uh, all you San Antonio fans out there, don't be upset, but we're going to move to the Lakers. And I have to say this about the Lakers. Phil Jackson has worked his Zen magic again. I think he convinced Kobe, and, and Kobe learned what Michael learned, that you got to trust your team. And all of a sudden, he's the MVP. They're marching through the playoffs. Gasol is, is taking Duncan to a standstill, and I got the Lakers in five. Tell me about the Lakers. Well, obviously the Lakers are the team of the future. You talk about uh, the the components that that aren't on on the San Antonio side, which is youth, uh, and the Lakers really, really seem to be picking up young talent that snaps in well with their players. So, uh, hats off to the Lakers and their management. They're doing a heck of a job down there. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I didn't think that the Lakers would be as dominant, but I think one thing that is really helping you touched on this, Wizzle, and I'd like you to touch on it again, is the fact that their bench is 
vastly, vastly superior. I don't know if that's from the standpoint of age, uh, from a confidence standpoint, because they are a younger bench at the same time, but they are coming in the game. They're playing aggressive. I, I think really they're taking Ginobili out of the game. Uh, who do you credit to that bench and, and the confidence that they are showing at this point? Well, I, I really, really like, um, obviously, th- th- Right now, we're dealing with situations that have happened during the regular season and with the two-and-two matchups that they've had when they face each other four times. Now, Ronnie Turioff is one of the players, an energy guy, who is basically undersized and has shown that he can stick Tim Duncan. And, again, you got Fort Farmar who's searching to find his confidence, and he seems to be uh, uh, finding his way along, and he seems to, like he's going to be a great guard in the future. Uh, you got uh, the machine and Vujicic, and, uh, you know, he's been self, self-proclaimed himself a machine, and it seems like, you know, he's starting to do it other than brackets. So now, you know, you got a tough team. Those guys come off the bench, and not to mention you got a space cadet over there who can kill you if you're not doing anything, and a Vladimir Radmanovich. So um, everybody has thrived a lot from getting Paul Gasol, and I think the happiest player on their team is probably Lamar Odom because he has been obviously the most uh, uh, difficult matchup for any team in the playoffs so far. You know, you mentioned some key points there, Wizzle, and I talked about this earlier on ESPN radio that Terrioff, to me, reminds me of a Chicago Cliff Livingston. Farmar comes in as a young B.J. Armstrong or a Paxson, and you kind of got that same thing in the machine. But there are so many similarities from Kobe to Michael Jordan. And, I mean, you look at everything that Scottie Pippen brought to the table, and now you're looking at Lamar Odom. These are just, it seems that Theo puts, these players into a system and plugs them in really well and the system works. Obviously, you need a Kobe Bryant slash Michael Jordan type of player, but there's a lot of uh, similarities in Chicago to L.A. now. Would you say that? I would definitely say that. And and not only that, I'd have to give Phil a lot of credit and Kobe as well as being a defensive leader because they really look like they're a, a superior defensive team to the Spurs as well, and we've all know them for being a, a, a nose, a, a pretty much a nose to the ground type of defensive team that's going to bump you and and do these type of things. But once you watch the game, you guys are people. Watch where uh, the Spurs start their offense and where they start to execute. Watch where uh, Tim Duncan gets the ball. Every every stretch of the way, they're not in a in a comfortable position, and they're never allowed to be comfortable the whole time. Um, so those are things that you got to check out. And again, Phil's done a heck of a job with snapping players in, and obviously bringing Fisher back. He's been huge with the veteran leadership, and obviously some grit and attitude. But uh, again, uh, Phil has uh, implemented his plan. The defense looks good, and they really look like a sharp team. Well, you, you know, you got Detroit in the East. Uh, who you got in the West? I got to go with the Lakers. Okay, so now you got Detroit in the east, L.A. in the west. We've got an old-school 80s matchup, Detroit Pistons, L.A. Lakers. Who does the whistle have as your grand champion? Wow, this is going to be a tough one. But you know what, people? I'm going to have to go with the team of the future. I think that the Lakers are showing uh, the components of being a championship-quality team, and we could be looking at maybe the first of two or three uh, possible championships. So maybe uh, this could be one of the, the better teams. And you got to believe that Phil is pulling everything out to get that 10th ring. So uh, you got to be, be conscious of that as well. No question. I will have to agree with you. The Lakers are looking really good, and I've said it before, the fact that if you can get Kobe to the fourth quarter, all of a sudden they're winning basketball games. So you heard it here first. Wizzle says the Lakers as world champions, and I'm going to agree with them. Wizzle, as always, we appreciate your insight, and we will see you again same time, same place next week. All right. Thank <laughs> you, and enjoy the green. <laughs> Oh, and we'll move right on into fashion and beauty. And I have two tips for you guys out there. Ladies, we're talking about skin right now. We're talking about Vaseline on your skin versus baby oil. And I will not tell you why I would pick Vaseline over baby oil other than it's not as shiny. 
What would you say, honey? I would say I, I love Vaseline. I didn't, when I first married my wife, she was telling me, try Vaseline, baby. And I'm saying, I am not putting that on my skin. I don't care. And then I, I tried it one time, and I will tell you that Vaseline will have you soft, and you, you're not going to be ashy, that's for sure. I, I love Vaseline now. Yep, and then my second tip would have to be jogging suits, ladies. If you like to look stylish but be comfortable, Nikes and Adidas at Nordstrom's in the Women's Active Department is fantastic. They give you the top and the bottom matching set, very comfortable, very stylish, very, you know, affordable. But if you even are more economically conscious, you can get, like, the bottoms or missing, you know, mixed at TJ Maxx, Marshalls, Target, wherever. But try to make sure you pick up the Nikes or Adidas line because they got some great stuff in dry fit. I will have to say, for for the men, uh, get a facial. Now, this is something that men might not be saying, what are you talking about? But I'll tell you, one thing, it's relaxing. Also, it takes great care of your face and your skin and will have you Feeling good. I can't say enough about a facial. It's a relaxing time, but at the same time, it's something that your your body and your face definitely needs. As far as fashion, I'm going to step out here, and I want everybody to step out with me. Go get yourself some plaid slacks. I'm talking blue and green. I'm talking orange. I'm talking some colors that are, that are going to make people look at you, but you got to be confident when you wear those plaid slacks. Then I'm going to move right into Argyle socks, and I want you to add some color, be a little bit eccentric, show your socks off. Don't wear high water pants, just cut them a little higher and show those socks, Argyle socks. Oh, I would have to say both of those are lovely, babe. Both of those are very, very lovely. We'll move right into romance. In romance today, we're talking about working it out together. And what would be your suggestion for a couple, honey, that might be having issues and there's something they need to work out? Should they or should they not try to do it together? I will always say that working it out is the best way to go, and the best way to do that is communication. For anybody out there, try if you can't sit down and talk, write a letter, text mail, call her on the phone, call her at work, you call him at work, something. But there's always a way to work it out, and the best way is always be loving. Maybe that's a flower as a gesture, a note under the pillow. There's a way to do it, but working together, ultimately it makes you stronger. At the end of the day, you're going to respect each other more and more for doing it and I would have to say the same thing and I would say working it out together doesn't have to just be an issue in the relationship it could be something that one or the other is suffering through by themselves it feels great to have a partner a best friend uh, a husband a wife a lover anybody that you feel close to that's right there in that fight with you so do it together and then number two is finding lost feelings how would you suggest that people do that honey well, I talked about this last week, and I talked about the fact that you find some time for yourself, whether that's getting up a little bit earlier and just stretching, relaxing. That's how you're going to find those lost feelings because a lot of the times, let's face it, the day goes, it gets hectic, everything is in your face, and it's right at this particular point. So you really don't have any time to sit, reminisce, and think, and try to find the things that you want to do. And a lost feeling could be love, it could be romance, it could be a lot of different things. Self-esteem, that's a great one, baby. Talk to them a little bit about that. Um, I would have, I learned a lot with my husband about self-esteem because I used to be really, really shy, kind of, and when I met him, I'd always, we'd go to the mall and stuff, and I'd always look at the ground. I always had my head hung, and it shouldn't have been that way because my dad would tell me when I was little, you're not going to see a truck coming if you're always looking down at the ground, and I'd say, but I'm going to find all the money that people throw down, like pennies and quarters and stuff, and that was my joke in, in playing with my father, but once I met my husband, and he would tell me, you really should look up, you know, stand up, hold your head high, and don't be shy, and, you know, do that. It finally sunk in, and, and I think it was just low self-esteem at the time. And, um, you know, I've worked on that, and it's been years, and I'm a lot stronger and confident of, as a person and as a woman. And work on your self-esteem, definitely, because, you know, that right there has a lot to do with feeling like maybe you're not getting something in your relationship. It, it comes from self. If you're full on, on yourself and they're full on their self, meaning feeling great about yourself and them feeling great about themselves, then together you guys can find that lost thing that might be missing. 
No question about it. And, that, and that's something that obviously you do individually, but you bring it to be, together collectively uh, as a pair, and all of a sudden it begins to flourish, and you take the time to maybe go for walks, have a little talk, have a little dinner, have a date time for yourself where you can really go, and it's just the two of you. That's lovely, baby. And then I would like to end the last one um, as far as our tips this week in romance. This one we're going to play a little song for you that goes to it, but it's, it's involving keeping your circle tight, and that means your relationship. Everybody has a circle around them. And me and my husband, my husband named ours, it's a 360-degree circle, and if you keep it closed and tight at all times, then you avoid a lot of the issues that might be out there. So it's called Keeping Your Circle Tight, but this song, I think, has a lot to do with that, and I want to play it for you so. Um, just take a minute and listen to it. I hope that you enjoyed that song. Again, keep your circle tight, everybody. Love that other person in your life, that special person. I hope everybody enjoyed the show. Join us again, same time, same place, next week. Blog Talk to Christie's Infinite Love Talk Radio, 5 o'clock Pacific time. Thank you again, our friends. Respect.